Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leverage Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. On today's episode, the expense challenge continues. Today, we will continue to peel back the layers of expenses that literally cost you your profitability and talk about what you can do now to improve your profitability. Additionally, we have an awesome Profit First Nation inspiration story to share with you as well. Before we dive into the fun, after reviewing the show transcription from last week's episode, I misspoke on at least two occasions. In the first, I said, let's be honest, we all have profit problems. And what I really meant to say is that we all have profit opportunities. Profit is not a problem. Profit is an opportunity. As you will hear repeatedly on this podcast, there are only two ways to increase profit. Number one, increase margin. Number two, decrease expenses. We can easily increase our profit by increasing margin, by taking the profit opportunity to look at our pricing to generate more margin. Secondly, we can increase our profit by embracing and diving into the opportunity of peeling back the layers of expenses and finding the opportunities to cut, decrease, and minimize our expenses. And when we do that, my entrepreneurial friend, we increase your profit. And before we go deeper, let us remind ourselves, selling more won't solve our profit opportunity. And working more is not the solution to our profit opportunity. Increasing margin is profit opportunity number one. And decreasing expenses is profit opportunity number two. In future episodes, we will talk pricing and increasing margin. But today we are going to continue our expense challenge to increase your profits. As a friendly reminder, the challenge, which you, of course, wholeheartedly chose to accept, my entrepreneurial friend, is to cut 10% of your current expenses by going through a series of quick exercises and actually looking at your expenses. We started on the last episode by pulling your income statement from last year, also known as your P&L or profit and loss statement, We looked at your expenses from your income statement and subtracted out salaries and wages at this time. This net OPEX, operating expense number, minus all salaries and wages, including your owner's pay, is the starting point for the profit opportunity here. 
the opportunity to transform 10% of your operating expenses into profit by minimizing, reducing, eliminating, cutting, and any other inging you can apply. So what is 10% of that operating expenses total? Less payroll number? Were your operating expenses less payroll $100,000? Then your profit opportunity at 10% is $10,000. Are your operating expenses $500,000? Then your profit opportunity to minimize, reduce, cut, or eliminate 10% of your operating expenses is $50,000. Sometimes I use numbers with lots of zeros because it's easy math for illustration purposes. But hey, If your operating expenses are $15,000 per year, then wouldn't it be cool if you could minimize, reduce, eliminate, and or cut $1,500 worth of expenses and reallocate that money to profit? The profit opportunities are endless and so exciting. The first step in the challenge from last week's episode was to really dive into your expenses and find those personal perk expenses the dinners on a Saturday at a neighborhood restaurant, the family vacations coded as conference travel, the Amazon purchases coded as office expense that have never crossed the threshold of your actual office. Yes, those expenses that we think are a perk to being the business owner, those clever expenses that seem to skirt the IRS because if we buy it through the business, we save some income tax expense. Okay, you think you got the best of Uncle Sam, but you really just have some stuff that you probably didn't have to have. I would like you to picture in your mind a pile of empty Amazon boxes. They are piled up in the corner. The contents are gone. And let's be honest, you actually cannot remember what came in those Amazon boxes, but it was fun to use the company money to buy that stuff, right? Now, I would like you to picture a modest wall safe with a stack of cold, hard cash in it. This modest wall safe should represent your profit hold account at your inconvenient bank. The money sits there and accumulates with every allocation. This pile of money, cash to correlate to your profitability, gives you stability, my entrepreneurial friend. It gives you the resources to thrive, not die on the vine. And do you really want to play games with the IRS? Taxes are certain, so let's leverage profit first and like your profit hold account, picture a second modest wall safe to represent your tax hold account at your inconvenient bank. Side by side, your profit hold account grows with each allocation and your tax hold account grows with each allocation. Wow, how cool and comforting is that picture? So the choice is yours, my entrepreneurial friend. Accumulating a pile of empty Amazon boxes courtesy of your OPEX account, or accumulating two stacks of cash, one stack in your profit hold account and a second stack in your tax hold account. Keep your eye on the prize. Build your own version of Amazon. Beat Bezos by not giving him more money. Build your version of Amazon by being the business amongst all your competitors who has the most cash in the bank in your profit hold and tax hold accounts. Amazon and Apple, two of the biggest companies in the world are sitting on piles of cash in their businesses. They continue to retain their retained earnings and have way more cash on hand than their competitors. 
And so should you. So I digressed and hopped on my soapbox for a bit, but let's talk about the challenge. I'll go first. I already looked at last year's expenses like last year. So I looked at the operating expenses in the last two months and have to admit that there were some personal perk expenses. Ugh, how embarrassing is this? Um, that I found that shouldn't have been there. There were a couple of family meals that we ordered as takeout during this COVID stay-at-home orders that were paid for with company funds via the business debit card, conveniently tied to my husband's Apple Pay because he uses Apple Pay for Uber when he travels. <sighs> Frustrating, but I get it. And I'm thankful for the reminder that circumstances change. And if I did not look at these expenses at this time, then how much more would we have been spending on family meals using company funds? And while Apple Pay is convenient, it's a slippery slope. So we have a new rule in the Mulvey household, no more Apple Pay. Because when it's too convenient, when it's too easy, it's too Apple or too Amazon. Seriously, Apple and Amazon have the most profitable and valuable companies on the planet for the fact that they have made it ridiculously easy to lose your money to them. So we tend to avoid things that are painful and or that take more effort. So our Profit First Nation tip for you is to make spending harder in your business so it happens less. Make it a pain to spend money. We will not be clicking use Apple Pay when making a purchase for all online or purchases via apps going forward. We will be manually entering the appropriate debit card number, not the easiest, but a second chance for us to abandon the urge to purchase and thus save money for a much bigger win or saving money for a rainy day or another pandemic. If you are a spender like me, I sympathize with your urge to be prepared. Buy what you need to have on hand before even the need exists. Sound familiar? Yes, I used to love to be overprepared and would spend, but now I have flipped a switch and found a new love, a new passion, putting profit first. Every profit opportunity that presents itself, I really try to take. Do I buy five when I really just need one? The old Danielle actually would not buy five. She would be, buy like 10. The profit first Danielle will buy one and the other four or nine she would have bought, now their value gets allocated to profit. It's not an expense. It's now profit. It's the best game ever. I am so competitive with myself. I am all in to maximize every profit opportunity. So what did you find in terms of personal perk expenses when you reviewed your last year's operating expenses? Are you at 5% savings on operating expenses by eliminating personal perk expenses? Are you already at 10% or more in terms of savings on operating expenses by eliminating personal perk expenses? I would love to hear exactly how much and on what you found in terms of opportunity to eliminate personal perk expenses. Tell us your story so we can share it on the podcast and you can be Profit First Nation inspiration to a fellow entrepreneur. Visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you will find the button to share your story. 
So we have peeled back one layer on operating expenses. Let's peel back the next layer. This one is a super fun exercise. We're going to brainstorm alternatives to your biggest expenses in the OPEX category. What are your biggest operating expenses? Obviously, we've already taken out salaries and wages out of the equation, which is typically larger. We'll address that in a future episode, but let's dive into what's last. Here is a laundry list of common high-dollar operating expenses. You have rent, inventory, equipment, insurance, and auto. When it comes to number one on the list, for most businesses outside of salaries and wages, rent is most likely your largest operating expense. So let's rethink your workspace. Let's brainstorm on it. For retailers, a good rule of thumb or benchmark is to limit your rent expense to between 5 and 10% of your gross income. If your monthly rent is more, then it might be worth investigating a less costly location. Whether you have a retail location or an office, sometimes a smaller space can save on costs while still allowing you to get the job done. If your business allows for it, encourage employees to work remotely or investigate co-working spaces as a cost-saving option. And co-working doesn't mean we work. There are tens of thousands of square feet of underutilized office space in your current vicinity. Why not approach big buildings with empty parking lots and see if the existing party, the current leaseholder, would want to sublease some of their unused square footage to you? You are doing them a huge favor by taking on some of their monthly rent nut and you have little to no liability or long-term obligation. My dad has always had his wood framing construction business located in a pretty sizable light industrial warehouse office space with very nice office areas in the front of the buildings. For at least the last 35 years, they have subleased a portion of the space to other businesses in their industry. For the majority of the years, it was an electrician. And for the last 10 years, it's been my husband and I's construction material supply business that has subleased some of their space. We share expenses on the utilities, including internet. Why have two internet bills when you can split one internet bill? We have shared communal spaces that are hardly used, including a conference room, a training center, and a break room. Easily for the amount of space and amenities we have by co-locating our business in someone else's building, we are saving at least 40% on rent and associated utility and furnishings versus going alone in our own building. Is this total nepotism? No. In fact, my first company and our first location was the same setup. We co-located ourselves in someone else's space and it was great. Additionally, as COVID and related state stay-at-home orders have proven, Working from home actually works for a lot of businesses. It's been a great productivity booster for all of us in our businesses. Going forward, we will create a combo week schedule where some days you can work from home and some days you're in the office. And this is great because we are growing and adding staff to catch up to our growth. By having flex schedules, our workspaces will flex as well. So we will share more and maybe 
someone works from the conference room or training center on the one or two days they are in the office. They don't need dedicated office space. Parkinson's law, people, Parkinson's law. When you are at the end of the toothpaste tube, get creative and squeeze every last bit out that you can and do it with your rent expenses as well. We don't need more space. We need to flex and figure out how to make what we have work to accommodate more. And if you are in a lease that is costing you too much in rent and overhead expenses, then seek out quality co-tenants that can take some of the burden off of you. Every dollar of rent you can collect is profit to you. Let's really make something happen here. Now, let's hit number two on the list, inventory. It is ideal and very profit first to carry a small amount of inventory at any given time. Yes, it is easy and tempting to want to buy higher quantities to get the product discount or free shipping. But the expense of doing so without moving inventory quickly is a massive expense on the business with money literally collecting dust on the shelf. We prefer to collect orders of needed products in our construction material supply business before placing an order with the distribution company and or only having three to four of each item on the shelf and waiting until it's bare before reordering. Number three area to find profit opportunity is in equipment. Do you have equipment leases that can be renegotiated? Do you have unused equipment that can be sold, reducing the footprint you need in terms of space? Can future equipment purchases be that of used equipment? Is there another way to skin the cat? For us, we buy used for a lot of our needs. File cabinets, desks, monitors, warehouse shelving, forklifts. In fact, we just recently retired some of the first desks we started the business with 10 years ago and upgraded them on the cheap. We converted to standing desks at our massive work zones. We bought $199 butcher block island countertops and paired them with $150 bases. And I did break down and buy some new shelving for less than $200 to create open filing systems versus acquiring more traditional heavy and expensive file cabinets that would cost two to three times more to store or file that same amount of papers. The next item on the list is the big expense of insurance. All of your insurance should be continually challenged when it comes to renewal time. Make sure you have a great broker for each type of insurance who represents multiple carriers so that they can do the shopping for you to get the best rates possible. Do not accept standard increases from your current carrier as the norm. I won't get into the weeds on insurance, but your broker should earn their commissions and not just pocket their commissions on your premiums. Fifth on the profit opportunity list is auto expenses. In this category, you need to be realistic and compliant. Do you really want to keep a mileage log to be compliant with the IRS? How much of your auto expenses should have been noted as personal perk expenses when we went through the personal perk expense exercise on the last episode? Yes, there are some great tax advantages with company vehicles that are heavy SUVs or trucks, but be honest with yourself and have a truthful conversation with your tax accountant about your objectives. You want to maximize profit by reducing expenses. 
You want clean financials so that your company has a great opportunity to be sold when you pass. And one last quick bonus of cutting big expenses that I want to throw in and share because this is the one we are currently working on is eliminating paper and printing costs. I liked paper and felt everything should be printed, but now working from home and not having or wanting to store that paper in my home has made me finally embrace going paperless. I resisted for years and now I am obsessed with it. And my team, they're in the same boat. We would go through reams of paper every week, printing every sales order, every invoice, every bill. And since they have been working from home, the thought of paper cluttering their houses have made them change their habits. We've had Dropbox for years and and use it, and a totally integrated document management system in our ERP, but we still printed a copy of everything and ran out of storage space a few years back. So now we have to move our older boxes because we printed it and need to store it? Invest in a document management system or change the way your organization stores, manages, and tracks electronic documents. A good document management system will improve your workflow while also trimming the budget. Toner cartridges, office machine troubleshooting, and maintenance, and reams of paper quickly become expensive. By reducing your dependence on paper products and related items, you'll easily see some quick wins on your income statement. Digitalizing will also better your productivity by providing a seamless solution to document sharing, as well as freeing up valuable administrative time spent locating documents. Go paperless. Be digital, my friends. Wow, we are only at the second step of our expense challenge, and there is a lot of profit opportunity for you, my entrepreneurial friend. My hope is that you beat the challenge and find more than 10% in expenses that you can reduce, eliminate, mitigate, minimize, and all that jazz. Because when you do that, you have increased your profitability. Woohoo! Now, before we conclude today's episode, I would like to share with you a Profit First Nation inspiration from Rob Hughes of Hughes Integrated. And he submitted this to us via our Profit First Nation website. Here's Rob's Profit First Nation inspiration story submitted May 6th, 2020. My Profit First professional is Dan Dogs with Every Single Bean. He is a true ninja with cash flow management and strategy. Under his recommendation, our business began implementing Profit First roughly 12 months ago. Typically, we stress out every quarter when our estimated taxes are due and really stress out at year end for the same reasons. This year, we walked into tax time with peace and confidence because our tax account had more than sufficient money in it to easily cut checks to the IRS and state. In fact, we had done such a good job with our target allocation percentages, we had tax money left over. As the owner of the business, that means I got an unexpected bonus at tax time. At tax time, I'm usually stressing and hiding during this time of the year. But instead, I used the money to rent the top of a local restaurant, hire a DJ, and threw a 75-person dance party to celebrate the good year we had. No joke. I'm 100% convinced 
This could never happen had I not implemented Profit First as our cash flow management process as a business. This year, we are scaling our business, hiring staff, even through COVID, and I'm about to share bonuses to our hardworking team members, all because we have the confidence that money will be there when we need it. We are thrilled to have been on the Profit First track well in advance of COVID. Thanks to Dan Dogs at Every Single Bean and Profit First, our business will survive the pandemic and thrive beyond it. Wow. Awesome Profit First Nation inspiration, Rob. Rob Hughes of Hughes Integrated, you are a total rock star. And now that we know each other via the podcast, I hope I make the invite list to your next dance party. This is exactly how you do it, Profit First Nation, when the money is properly allocated and you hit your target allocation percentages and you have money left over in your tax hold account then you have some fun and celebrate with a dance party and bonuses for your staff. Yes, this podcast launched in a hurry in April 2020, about a month after most of the country was quarantined under stay-at-home orders. Because the businesses that have implemented Profit First are weathering these surreal times with way more confidence and a stash of cash, a cushion, emergency fund, and money with specifically allocated purposes in their businesses, they are thriving. In fact, our companies did not even apply for PPP money because we didn't need it. We are good. We have cash in the bank to correlate to our profitability. We have money with specifically allocated purpose in our businesses. We bank on ourselves. We have our own money to weather the storm. I am sure you've been chomping at the bit to dive into your profit opportunities by peeling back the next layer of the expense challenge. What are your profit opportunities in terms of rent, inventory, equipment, auto, insurance, or in going paperless? Let's do that this week before we peel back a third layer of profit opportunity with the expense challenge. Each day for the next week, pick a topic And before you get into anything else, set a timer for 11 minutes and brainstorm on the topic. So tomorrow, before you get into the business and busyness of work, set a timer for 11 minutes and brainstorm on rent. How can you be creative? Can you co-locate? Let's really unbury the profit opportunity. And then for each of the subsequent days, do the same. Set a timer for 11 minutes and brainstorm on the next topic and write out some action steps to make the savings a reality. There was a lot of detail in this episode, so please visit ProfitFirstNation.com where you can access the show notes and transcription under the episodes tab and click on resources for additional supporting content. Additionally, if you would like to work directly with a certified Profit First professional bookkeeper, accountant, or coach like Rob Hughes, this episode's featured Profit First Nation inspiration has done, then again, go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on contact where you will be able to connect with a certified Profit First professional. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friends. Profit First Nation's website, social media accounts, and related podcasts are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. 
Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.